0: Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the podcast where we talk about shows that we really enjoy and recap and re-watch them and how we do some of the themes and concepts in Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games that we like as well. That is probably the longest intro I've done yet and it is very clunky <laughs> but I'm sticking with it because I like it.
1: <laughs> I love it, yep.
0: I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by my friend Elise, uh, the woman who has never puppeteered a world leader to get what she wants.
1: Well, that's what you think. Well, how because, would I know? Uh, I can I can neither confirm nor deny that I have, uh, may or may not have engaged in that sort of activity.
0: I mean, if you're puppeteering people, you probably can just say whatever you want and get away with it.
1: I mean, I could be puppeteering you right now.
0: Yes, this is actually all Elise's podcast, and I am just the, <laughs> um, the pawn <porn laughs> in the <in> game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is why we have been chosen, or why uh, she chose to talk about Motherland, uh, Fort Salem, mm-hmm. the show that we have been talking about for the last few weeks. And this week we were up to episode nine, Coup, which was directed by Stephen A. Adelson and written by Elliot Lawrence with um, Maria Magenti doing the story. Because I believe Elliot Lawrence is the showrunner. So I suspect it was he, one that yes. was, was um, the, the story was pitched and then somebody else wrote the screenplay because that's usually how that works Um a little sneak peek behind the curtain of how television production—I know this from my many years of listening to television production podcasts—and never actually done it myself. <laughs> this is the episode where, in the aftermath of City Drop, the unit comes close together while their distrust of Alder grows. Abigail is faced with Eula eulogizing a fallen soldier, while Tally learns something new about Garrett. Anacostia grants one last favor to Scylla. That sounds grim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a yeah. bit worried about it this um, one <laughs>
1: um, yeah it's it's funny because it 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 oh, almost it's funny. Good. is like it's trying to <laughs> no, it's almost like it's trying to avoid spoilers. Like especially like it's basically yeah. eulogizing a fallen soldier. But I mean we saw last episode, like it's not like the soldier falls this episode and so I don't want to reveal who's gonna die. Like it's like why not just say
0: who it is? You I mean, I get anywhere. it. If you if you're doing it then I mean, the synopsis is I've always seen as being in the television guide for for younger listeners, television guides were used to be little magazines <laughs> or things in the newspaper. For younger listeners, newspapers used to be a piece of paper that came to you. <laughs> anyway, it's to people who are just looking at the um, the plot of each episode and, like, kind of getting the title without it actually revealing everything yeah, that I occurs, guess. which is silly because yeah, no one looks at these anymore except us.
1: <laughs> when we're reviewing and yeah. broadcasting about the episodes.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're into mm. see episode nine of a series, you're not going, hmm, I hope I won't get spoiled by looking at this synopsis. It's like you – you're deep into it by that stage.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd hope.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, just the names are enough to kind of... Mm. I mean, if you know who Alder is... Yeah, older give you an is, idea. Yeah, yeah. If you know who Alder is and you know that there's a distrust growing. It's like, well, that kind of colours everything you've seen before. We mm. I mean, this is the whole meta uh, talk with, with role-playing games. It's like, you know you're playing a game. You know some things have got to mm. happen it's like you know that there is a formula and a i guess a algorithm that gets worked out so you know that somebody is better at something than somebody else just by being mm. well your numbers on your on your character sheet are better it's like no one actually goes you know what you're better at tracking than me you should go ahead it's yeah. like no no you yeah, fight yeah, you over it,
1: it. <laughs> yeah and it's it's so hard to not just be like well well i'm 16 what are you you know yeah <laughs> like try to try to really do it um you know, as your characters in the in the game and the story, instead of just um, what's your number?
0: Yeah, I've got a ten in charisma, which means I'm um, probably about a, ooh, a five in, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did bring up tracking before because in this episode it opens. I like I well, the the opening for this episode was a bit of a a predictable one for me. Um,
1: okay.
0: Simply because we open with a, a witch squad. Going through the uh-huh. the mountains, I think we get told it's the Altai Mountains. I assume so, uh, and they find an abandoned campsite, and there's bloodstains on the ground and on trees, and they kind of follow these, and they discover. Well, I wouldn't say predictable. This is kind of where it gets predictable. Where there's the bodies of all, the mutilated bodies of whoever was at the campsite, but they've been had their vocal cords removed, and as the thing pans up, it's in this shape of a of a pentagram or in a star, uh-huh. and I was like. Before we even came across the bodies, I'm like, well, they're going to be found in the shape of a star. (laughs) So I don't know who these people are, but they're probably going to be in a star.
1: Maybe you're just special because I don't think that occurred to me. Um,
0: (laughs) I didn't think it was telegraphed. I think that's just what I would have done.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I liked it though. Like as, as, as like grim and gruesome, um, as it was, like, it was quite eerie, you know, seeing them kind of, the the troops kind of creep around the ground and, you know, make their way mm. to the campsite and you're seeing, like, the little bits of blood and the little, you know, whatever, disturbed ground. And then, you know, like, and of course, obviously backed up by a great score, um, the music. Yeah, always. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, it was, a, it was a cool opening. And I guess it kind of, um, it's almost reminiscent of opening on the spree attacks. Um, yeah. Except we know now that this attack especially um, was not the spree.
0: No, well, that's kind of kind of the point. That this was, I think, we get told it's the Tarim. It, this is um, Khalida and Adil's mm. people, which mm. sure. Um, I thought they lived in a desert, but I'm confused about I most look, of the people. To be honest, I think show. they're
1: just yeah. I think they're moving everywhere, just trying to like maybe stay alive. I don't know though.
0: Yeah, but it it was this, this really creepy creepy feel to it, Um mm. yeah, I I liked. I feel that it we know that it wasn't a spree. Well, maybe we don't know it wasn't the spree. We just kind of assume. No, but I mean with the because vocal because the spree cords, is targeting right? the US and Yeah, the spree and aren't well, but also the, the
1: vocal cords being the vocal cords being cut out, like that we know by now that's a Camarilla thing, right? Nope. Do we not know that?
0: We don't know that. We don't did find we, that out until talk the about next this episode. last episode? No.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, and, and the spree haven't really targeted the Tarim. They're always targeting the military, or they're targeting civilians, and that's kind of the point. Yes. I found yep. this kind of ties in with the um, with the attack on the bellwether wedding. I mean, Chevelle lost her vocal cords as well, and I was kind of glad that they didn't go for the same level of gore as that one. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Like,
0: it was clear that that was the same thing that had occurred, but it wasn't mm. to that level. Yeah. And yeah, it
1: wasn't close-up shots on their necks yeah. splayed open, their throats splayed open. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, think,
1: it was, I mean, I think they still showed enough to to get the impact of the scene across, though.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel that um, they when they zoom up and they have the, the big pentagram, that's when it kind of the music swells and they go into the credits. And mm. I, I thought that was cool, but that was also kind of the thing, well, this is what we need to do to show. This is the cold open, the teaser that you put on the on the trailer, so everyone knows this is a witch show. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah it did make me think, though. Like this, this surely happens all the time in D and D games, right? You know, like oh, the yeah. the parties adventuring somewhere, and suddenly they see like this weird bloody handprint on a tree or a rock, and they're like, "Oh, let's let's maybe investigate." Um, and, yeah, then they stumble across something like this, um, yeah. a man of bodies or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, then that's like a little little crumb or a little signpost from the DM to, um, you know, head off on a, on a mission maybe to investigate what happened. Um, yeah,
0: it's a really good cold open um, theme that you give people just enough hints to get them curious about what's going to come uh, further. Mm. There is a great way of doing it in Monster of the Week, um, that's another RPG which I rave about all the time that you actually have a it's based on shows such as this where you have a cold open and none of the characters that generally you, the, the players are playing will be in this scene and you might have something like a werewolf stalking its prey. And then you jump back to the other characters and it's like, well, now they know that something is out there and you introduce characters Mm. to tell them that something is out there, but they're already kind of getting an idea of, well, something's going on. And it is to reproduce this feeling of um, Mm. we don't know why the pentagram is important, why they've had their vocal cords cut out. Yeah. So everyone, just watch Cold Opens and and learn a lot about it. (laughs) <laughs> Probably watch the rest of the show too, but um, the cold open will work.
1: Yeah, I'd look I'd definitely advise watching the rest of the show. I think it's a wonderful show.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. Um I'm not a big <laughs> fan of this episode in particular. Yeah. Oh I wouldn't say yeah. a big fan, I'm just like Yeah.
1: I feel like it's just kind of like, all right, let's just get to the finale. Like come on, let's go.
0: Yeah, kind of. This is like kind of building up to we've got one episode to go, what's gonna happen? Mm. Uh, so we do we have kind of see the fallout like this was just the cold open because once we get back to our unit, the unit, uh, we find out what kind of the fallout has been from Alder's little speech mm. about the uh, the spree, I guess pacification uh, that we saw last mm-hmm. episode where the the unit was have, had to kill civilians by by accident in inverted commas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where Tally warned them saying no no there's civilians in those trucks mm. and. Mm. And uh, Alda said, go ahead anyway. And this is an interesting sequence, I feel, because we've seen before about how they all deal with trauma. That um, Tally in particular kind of deals with like a radical acceptance of, of trauma. We saw when she had to deal with um, the knowledge that that Scylla was alive and Ray was having an issue uh, mm-hmm. with, with grief. That Tally was just like, well, you know what? I have no control over this. So I'm just going to move past it. Tally can't move past it here.
2: Uh,
0: She's got, she's furious. uh, And Abby's kind of the one that's like, look, this is just, this is just war. We're just following orders.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah i feel like it it, with tally it's um like it it, it's almost like this sort of behavior and feelings has has actually stemmed or evolved from her experience with lying to rael about Scylla. um because it really seems like she's really driving for the truth now like no matter what the truth must must come out um and so i yeah i think Like, I don't just think she's devastated about the civilians um, and what happened, but I think she's even more so devastated that Alda is lying about it and not, I guess, you know, revealing that a choice had to be made and whatever for the good of the people. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I think think it is that, um, that she has built or or she's evolved. She's learned a bit Mm. more from, from her past experience. I think also that it's not directly her... Because we saw in the last episode that she didn't actually—it didn't seem like she took part in the weed and shear that destroyed the truck.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And I would agree. The fact that she was so so willing to to push for that radical acceptance was when she was to blame. In inverted commas, she was the one that told Anacostia about Silla. She yeah, that's was the true. one feeling guilty. This is the one. She didn't kill any civilians. If she didn't take mm. part in that shear, in that wind shear, yeah. she is just yeah. saying this is wrong. I did not take part, mm. and something needs to be done about it. Mm. And I'm wondering if she had taken part, would she be a little bit more like Abby and more willing to to push through it and just go? Well, that's just war, mm. because she's trying to alleviate that guilt that she would be feeling.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. I think it's. I a, mean, I guess she probably she
1: probably just. Yeah, yeah, she probably just wouldn't have taken part, right? Like, she's yeah. like, you know, I don't know if there would be an alternate sort of reality where I guess she would just, you know, screw her convictions and moral beliefs and, and just follow orders. I don't know though. Interesting. I don't
0: I don't think there's any reality where Tally would do that. Mm. I think she has got a backbone of steel and when she believes in something, she she sees it through, no matter the cost to mm. herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of why she joined the military and this is why yes. we love her. <laughs> uh but however it does abby does go to speak with her mother um mm-hmm. kind of about the whole thing yeah and she speaks to her and her mother's like yeah you saw combat this is a whole thing um but also you're the one that needs yeah it's it's an interesting <laughs> what It is what it is <laughs> it is what it is that's kind of the kind of what happens you know people die it's a shame mm. um but also Libba's death does continue to be a, a thing in this, mm-hmm. that it's not just swept under the rug. It's not Bridie suddenly getting reassigned and we're never seeing um, Abby's <laughs> bodyguard again. It's like, no, something happened yeah. last episode and pe- we are still dealing with the fallout of it and mm-hmm. that Abby is the one chosen to give the eulogy. And I love that um, uh, that... Petra's just like, I know you didn't like her and, you know, there's the the clash between our families, but you're the only high Atlantic. You're the only person mm. of the social start- status good enough to be mm. giving the eulogy here, uh-huh. which I didn't. I thought there were a few other. Um, yeah, so up. did I. Yeah. So maybe they died, too. Maybe they're just not on, out on maneuvers or something. Yeah. I like that Abby's already like, yeah, I'm on board with this. I will give yeah, this all yeah. to you speech. I have things to say, and yeah. this doesn't affect me greatly. And her mother's like, Yeah, I'll help you write the speech because clearly you don't. <laughs> we need to make sure it's a good speech and not you just insulting her and calling her an, yeah. a nanny horse or whatever it was.
2: You're a contagion, Libba. You're a dumb noodling nanny horse from a dumb noodling nobody family.
1: You're the kind of stupid that spreads. <laughs> I know, and Mum's mom, really like, you know, you need to do this for Libba, but then it's also like, but you're also representing the family. So we must work together to cr- to craft the perfect eulogy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, this this will matter for our for our um, yeah. clan. Um yes. but we get to see that Abby has changed. That Libba's death yeah. and everything she's gone through. It's like Abby Abby has feelings. Mm. Um and she wants to to do her best. She wants to remember Libra in a good way.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and it's a good thing that Petra's on base because she goes to see Alda, um, oh. just to kind of report on the, the well, the the massacre that we saw the in massacre. the cold open, yeah. Yeah, um, and well, it's interesting because we see that the vocal cords have been removed, but then Petra just kind of, well, Isadora is there as well, and she shows that the the dried vocal cords are there, that they've got them.
1: Yeah, but I, I took the dried vocal cords as as being a historic artifact.
0: Oh, okay. This right? whole scene confused so I, me. So yeah, I'm going to take your word right, for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I took it as Isadora was sort of saying, like, as in, like, you know, the the fact that from these new bodies, vocal cords are removed, and then oh look, I've got this historical artifact of vocal cords that the Camarera have cut out back when they were around. Yeah. You know, I'm putting two and two together kind of thing. Um, that's what I took it as, that the dried vocal cords were just like a, an old memento of the Camarilla.
0: Right, right. More like this hasn't been done since the Camarilla.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they used to do this. Look, we've even got these dried vocal cords as, as proof of what they used to do, and now someone's removing vocal cords. Oh, what could that mean? Um,
0: cool. All um, right, yeah. that, makes, that makes a lot more sense this. And I don't know what it was the first time I saw this because Isadora brings up the Camarilla. And I was like, who, what, who are they?
1: No, what? I was the same. Yeah, no, I was the same. Uh, it's like on the first watch, I was like, yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, and again, I feel like it's like, I like being treated. Like I know what's going on and I don't want to be spoon fed, but they just, there's just some things like this, especially where you just needed a couple of extra little crumbs, um, maybe throughout the series yeah. um, just so that they will sort of, Unless we just didn't pick up on the reminders. I don't know.
0: Well, um, I, I think.
1: But, yeah, I know. I remember watching it and being like, I don't know who that is or what that even means.
0: <laughs> I think on the rewatch that we have had a couple of those breadcrumbs, that we've been told mm-hmm. what it used to be like. And mm-hmm. the problem is we haven't had any evidence that it's still like that. That we kept seeing in the historical sections of the the museums like the Camarilla used to do this they used to burn witches of the state so we have a lot of evidence of what it used to be like but then we're also told but it's not like that anymore and only Scylla is the one that says but maybe it is it's like well maybe it is I don't know we don't see it (laughs) yeah
1: and I also think we've been we were told prior to this like I feel like they've come up where um General Alder says I got rid of them you
0: know yeah Well, she says it now as well. Unless that
1: happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like reiterates, it can't be them. I, you know, I eradicated them. Um,
0: Like 200 years ago, which is a long time. Super long time. Yeah. And, I mean, she feels kind of like Older did it personally, honestly. Um, Because she's like, the Camarilla wanted my voice. And it's like, I went out and fucking nuked them. Yeah, Uh, because they and things have changed since then. That this is just somebody use. It's a copycat using their tactics and using their style, but it's not them. Which I wonder about how strongly that older is so very adamant that it cannot be the Camarilla.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I definitely remember being like, "What is? Why is she so sure?" Yeah, hundred percent. Like the worry, the worry train for older um, was strong this week, this episode.
0: I I wonder about the worry train. I'm not so worried about older being like a bad person at this point um, in mm-hmm. the episode. I'm more worried about her being incompetent and refusing to <laughs> see facts.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it's guess. like
0: she's just this incompetent person struggling to hold on to power and not realizing the world is crumbling around her. I'm like, I mean, that's a great character element. I'm, I'm really mm. into that, but some, well, the fact that the episode is then called coup and it was like, mm. Oh, Petra's going to take charge.
1: <laughs> Alda's
0: just going to get stepped down and that's not going to go well, mm. but she does. She kind of brushes it aside and like, look, the Camarilla, they're gone. The Tarim are the, yeah. the priority here.
1: Uh,
0: mm. And there's a, a bit of a problem because, um, they can't go in. It would cause a lot of problems between Russia mm-hmm. and China and the US, uh, particularly with the president. And always yeah. like, no, I'll deal with the president. Her. Like,
1: mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I know, and she seems so confident as well. But all uh, right. She does. Yeah, it's like go for it, is... go for it, all no worries.
0: It's suddenly become um, the West Wing, but with witches. <laughs> it's like oh, I'll deal with the president myself.
1: Or, or, or House of Cards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't talk of that.
1: <laughs> oh, my apologies.
0: Yeah, they, I find that these these last few episodes kind of jump all over the place.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, going back even a biddy's life, like the third episode, jumped all over the place because we were jumping between mm. Tally and Garrett, and jumping back to the Hague, and then Porter, mm. and this whole thing. It's like jumping backwards and forwards. But that was just the two yeah. plots. This feels like yeah. it's kind of going. Not all over the place, but going to places we wouldn't really expect. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, the unit is not in the mess. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah, I,
1: like, why Why make a point of that? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, well, there's, we see that the unit, they're still dealing with their, their problems. Um, mm-hmm. And they're also wondering, who do they talk to?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Because... Who can the chain- they trust
1: now that, yeah, that they're higher... They're... The height of command, I guess, um, is possibly making poor decisions.
0: Yeah, it's like the the chain of command is gone now. They can't go mm. to Anacostia because Anacostia was the one that... Was the one giving yeah. them the orders. Um, yeah. And they've been in trouble before for jumping up the chain of command. I mean, Abby in particular, mm. even in the first episode, went to older and got shot, yeah. got smacked down. So... But Tally suggests Petra. Mm. Which is a pretty good suggestion. It's like she's a general. <laughs> she's Abby's mother. She know she would yeah. believe them. Yeah. Um Abby's not easily convinced, but poor Tally. I, yeah, she's I, she like says, nah. I, I yeah. can't hold on to any more secrets. Mm. And I wonder, just how many secrets do you have, Tally? I mean, you've kind of been open about everything now. I mean, know the last one like really <laughs> messed you up.
1: Yeah, she um, she hides them in her dimples.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such deep dimples.
1: Um, but yeah, it, she convinces Abby, and so they agree to, I guess, yeah. speak with Petra.
0: Yeah, which I feel is probably the best course of action for them. Yeah, I mean, they we know what Anacostia's going through, but the unit doesn't. They can't trust her right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I love that there's no steps between our drill sergeant and a general.
1: Yeah, I know. There's no other captains. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, one of the the benefits of only having a small cast. (laughs) Uh, And Alda, making true on her statement that the Tarima, the the priority, go to see Kalida and Adil... Um, kind of just to be like, hey, um, so all your all your friends are dead. Sorry about, <laughs> sorry about I that. I
1: know, I know.
0: Um, very very older way. It's like, yeah, everyone's dead. Just um, tell me what what I need to know. Uh, and Kalita's like, yeah, we already know that. Which
1: mm, super interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, more to Kalita then meets the eye. She seems yeah, definitely weirdly connected to her people in a number of ways. Mm. And when Alder says, Well, we will go in and we will stop the the killing, Khalida's like, Yeah, you don't have to. We Yeah, we're oh, yeah. Just
1: so weird, just that she's just like, no, nah, well we're just gonna accept what happens. Um
0: There's a lot and, of acceptance in this show.
1: But I mean like, yeah. It just just yeah. I I guess it's it's gonna come up again possibly but um yeah, yeah just the, their, their belief in in peace and being pacifists but it means that they all die out um and yeah just seems um uh, seems really I'm, silly and pointless
0: i'm actually kind of on alder's side in this one yeah uh and Adil, yeah, yeah. adila is on the same side as well me and adila are on the same page for once uh <laughs> well apart from finding abby hot but um Adil, oh,
1: damn, Jeremy, savage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Adil is of the opinion that, no, we shouldn't, they shouldn't just let the people die. Mm-hmm. That There's an opportunity, like, Alda's giving them an opportunity to save their families. Uh, and mm. Khalida's like, yeah, but is giving Alda the songs that she so desires worth it?
1: Mhm. Mm.
0: It's like, yeah, we'd rather die than give you the things. Um, yeah, I know,
1: which is crazy. Damn. Like, like yeah, it's super damn. But um, Alda does not take too kindly to her rejecting the offer.
0: No. Well, Alda uh, And she doesn't calls, ever.
1: Um, well, yeah, but she calls Kalita arrogant. Um, and then Kalita just kind of stares at her, and the table starts. Shaking or something,
0: yeah. yeah I'm guessing <laughs> she's doing some I sort did... of sub vocal uh yeah, vibration, I
1: guess. Um, and then Adil kicks her, and um, I don't know, yeah.
0: <laughs> which is such a big Tells it a grow thing up? But
1: like, <laughs> isn't it? I know it's really cute, yeah. uh, but yeah, Kalita does reiterate that our commitment to peace is non negotiable,
0: yeah. Um, which is an interesting, interesting line. It's whose peace. Is, uh, is mm. she trying to get there and why mm. is it non-negotiable it's like are you saying our commitment to peace by overwhelming firepower is non-negotiable we're not going to change in our ways of creating peace or are we going to get peace through any means like mm. even if you're all dead
1: mm.
0: so yeah I, I want to go back to Adil and Kalita because this is a dynamic that I actually really like in fiction where you have a younger mm-hmm. sister who is like super powerful and mm. then you've got, like, the, the older brother who's like, yeah, but you still really like, like, weird sandwiches for dinner and I'm the <laughs> one that has to make them for you? And there's there's a great example in Age of Ultron where, um, where Scarlet Witch is, like, directing everybody around. She's telling Pietro what to do. And there's a moment he just stops and goes, you know, I'm, like, two minutes older than you. And just uh. that little bit of, like, banter between them of like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do what you say, but just remember that you're the younger sibling.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I want more uh. humanization of Kalita because at the moment she's just mystic druid girl. Yeah. And, I don't know, that character bores me. I want more more human interest stuff.
1: Oh, see, I'm not bored. Like, I'm certainly intrigued. Um, but, yeah, no, it is, it is kind of cool because it's kind of like a deal... Um, you know, like, yes, you may be more powerful than me and you're technically in charge of me, we assume. Um, but, yeah, I'm still your brother and I'm still going to put you in your, in your place and, mm-hmm. you know, tell you to behave and grow up. And, um, yeah, no, I find I find her intriguing and mysterious. I don't know. I'm, yeah, that surprises me that you're bored. By yeah, her.
0: I just feel that she's... for The scenes we've seen her in so far has been, I am sick and I am wise. And that's <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, Okay. That she's like, no,
0: no, I am that pacifist that knows everything. Or she's been dying. And it's been one of those two options. And it's like, yeah, Mm. I don't really see her having much agency right now. That's me. I also think that they should just give her a kitten, (laughs) and that would make her more interesting. Because you give any (laughs) child a kitten, and they suddenly are are more entertaining on set. (laughs) Okay. But also a super powerful uh, powerful wizard or witch in the body of a small child with a cat. It's gold.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Because
0: kids just react a certain way around animals, and it's like, and it, when it's like a demigod doing it, it's like, yeah, that's cute.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh but anyway, we'll, we'll move away from this scene before I keep talking about cats. That, that the unit has decided to go to see Petra, uh, and they explain what actually happened, and that Alda was the one that gave the order, and Alda knew exactly what was happening um Mm. petra is like yeah i mean that's disappointing but things happen yeah Uh, yeah
1: she's definitely not surprised yeah um and she is very much like yeah okay run along run along children
0: yeah it's like i'll take this under run run
1: along soldiers kind of thing yeah yeah
0: you didn't need to bring this to me and ray kind of lays down the trump card that no fort salem has been infiltrated uh, there's a spree agent on the base right now and Alder isn't telling anyone about it.
1: Mm. hmm
0: And I wonder how much oh, so much going on with Ray here. Because why do you think she laid down the Trump card?
1: Um, I think to try and get to try and get Petra to realise things are more serious than she knows, I guess.
0: You don't think it was a little bit of getting back at Scylla? Or trying to save no. Scylla?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't. I definitely don't think it was trying to save Scylla. And I don't think it was trying to get back at Scylla because I don't think, like, I feel like she's already, Scylla's already, you know, Ray knows she's in a dungeon chained up and, you know, alone in the dark. Um, So I just, I literally just took it as, you know, you're not believing us there or you're not really sort of jumping on board with us there. So I'm actually going to tell you something even worse or whatever that you you don't realise. And that might get you on our side now. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think
0: know. I think that's exactly what what happened, but I'm I think it's interesting that it's Ray being the one who has to say that. That the Well, other I mean two I know. think it's
1: because no, but I think it's because it's it's Rael's secret to tell, right? Yeah. That Scylla was free. Um yeah. so they're not gonna say anything like if she doesn't want them to, so she has to decide I wanna reveal this information or not.
0: Um, I think it's also a little bit of her being able to get let Scylla go now. That we saw in the last episode where she fought the the Spree member wearing Scylla's face. Yeah. That if she wasn't willing to turn Scylla over to Petra and possibly be executed for being a uh-huh. a terrorist, uh-huh. she wouldn't be able to say something like this. It doesn't matter what yes. what happened. It's like she's yeah. giving Scylla She's ready up.
1: to Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, so yep, I think and it's I'm re- happy
1: to, to move right on because uh, <laughs> okay. I was well on that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel it's
0: a really telling point about Ray's character, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. other stuff coming as well, so we'll we'll see that. But this does get Petra <laughs> to go. I will take that under advisement, and this has given me a lot more to think about. But you still yes. have to get the hell out of my office.
1: Yeah, she's she's very non-committal to them, um,
0: yeah.
1: but you can tell that she's definitely like, oh shit, I need to um, investigate further or follow this up further.
0: Yeah, because Petra knows how the chain of command works, and Petra is a good soldier, <laughs> and good soldiers follow mm. orders. So Alda, with no idea of what's coming, is having dinner with Anacostia. Well, that's not really true. Anacostia is eating, and Alda isn't.
1: Yeah, and uh, the biddies are
0: eating. The biddies are eating, and I think that's just kind of yes. how she takes food in. She os- osmosis it through them.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just weird so creepy she's such a vampire again i
1: literally was about to say again it's really reinforcing that vampire thing where they don't eat they just you know just they just survive based on you know sucking the life from the
0: yeah
1: yeah the people around them
0: she has a glass of wine though right yes yeah i believe so so it is it's a food thing rather than just an intake thing Yes. Yeah, then, I think
1: she doesn't need to have any of it. She's just choosing to have the wine because she loves wine as opposed to yeah. food, like, meh.
0: Yeah, doesn't need food, so doesn't use it. Uh, that's yep. kind of an aside. That's just a cool, cool, creepy thing about Alda because the main point of the, mm-hmm. the conversation in this scene is that Anacostia wants to keep Scylla around. Mm. Um, I mean, this is kind of where it ties in. We just know that Scylla's still on base and Anacostia's like, I feel that we can bring her back and make her a double agent.
1: Yeah, we can turn her for
0: sure. Yeah, and Alda's like, yeah, but how about Nart?
2: I want to talk to you about Scylla. Let's get her off base, now that we got what we needed from her. I think she may still be of use. In what way? Why are you still on this? We can bring her around. Every day we keep her, we risk her escape, and goddess knows what else. She forfeited her rights when she became an agent for the end. What if we can turn her against the spree? Send her back to them to be our eyes. Not with a will like hers. How can you be so sure? Centuries of experience. Do you have a problem with this? No.
1: No, not in the least. Good.
0: How about we send her prison?
1: (laughs) I know, she's like, you know what, no. No, Um, why would I, why would we? Anacostia's uh, a bit unhappy about
0: yeah, and I think this is telling that Anacostia is, not she's more willing to push it older because of the, um, the bad order to kill the spree, but she's starting to doubt her a little bit more.
1: Yes. Yeah, she's starting to question her decisions instead of just follow her blindly.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering also whether she would have asked, would want to try to get Scylla to, to change if uh, she wasn't doubting older as much.
1: i still think she would because of what she yeah. sensed you know when she did get in i still think she would um yeah. but yeah I, th- I
0: think so too Interesting. i mm. think um she's she's reaching a turning point uh anyway mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think this if um she hadn't had the order but did have those doubts about Scylla, older not being willing to talk or consider it as an option i think would start to make her doubt as well so this is just reinforcing yeah. it all yeah i agree yeah and then we have the, the F- Libba's funeral, which mm. I don't know. When I first watched this, I w- felt this was going to be like a great, great scene. And it is. It is a, a really good scene. I just like <laughs> that. I thought it would be good and it was. The end. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, Like, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> no, I was expecting Abby to pretty much kind of what happened to stand up and be like, I really did not like Libba. I did not get along with her at all, but she was my sister, that kind of thing and she kind of does, but it the writing just falls a little bit short of of the empathy that could have made it amazing like the scene that you watch when you talk about this show because there are other sh- there, there are other mm. scenes that you do that for, like the the Ray L. Silla floating mm. in the in the pilot. Mm. but this mm-hmm. scene could have been something amazing and it's not quite there
1: um yeah okay i yeah that's really tricky i really liked it and i really liked what abby says um i'd probably agree that it's not at the level that you would you know talk about this scene when you're talking about the show um i don't know if it ever could have gotten there though um i don't yeah i don't know what she she could have said or delivered you know that would make me you know make this this scene sort of I guess epitomize the show or make me want to watch the show more or whatever yeah. um but yeah I, I I thought I really liked it I thought what she said was was really good
2: first I would like to extend my condolences to the Swythe family <clears throat> service duty honor bravery these were more than just words to live by. She answered the highest calling. I'm sorry, I can't. Elizabeth Kane Swythe was the girl I hated most in the world. And now she's gone. Hating swise is mother's milk to a bellwether. Some families sail, others ride. Bellwethers. Hate swise who hate bellwethers, going back and back to a time before we were even America. And for what? For tradition? for competition well, I fell right in. Lockstep. I pulled her hair, made her eat a piece of dead pigeon. I took her men, ate them whole, and spit them out at her feet. I called her name so foul that they could wake the dead. And now? This terrible now, she's gone. And there's one less witch in the world. And here we are alive to fight another day. Leba Swai. You were the stone that sharpened my blade the storm on my sunny day for those things. I'm grateful. May the goddess bless you. (laughs) May the goddess bless this country that you served so well.
0: I think, well, what she says, is talking like she starts off with the the eulogy that Petra, Petra wrote for her, mm, which mm-hmm. is talking about the duty and the honor and the service of the military and how great it is. Oh, it,
1: yeah, it's so impersonal.
0: Yeah, and it is kind of what Abby was like when she started the show or started the yeah basic training. Definitely. And then about halfway through, she's like, "You know what? Libba was a person, and." We hated each other because Swives and bellwethers mm. always hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so my sister, because we were we were sisters in arms, we were in the military together. Mm. And then, and she kind of points out, you know, she died needlessly, and it was a whole thing. I feel there was that opportunity to bring it, like a direct comment at older and just be like, she died yeah, but- needlessly because you. No, but. You fucked up and you made her put her in a situation.
1: I don't think the funeral is the right place for that though, right? Because then she's just using Libba for her own advantages.
0: I mean she kind of is anyway, because she's showing off like her that she's gonna stick it she's gonna see it through. She's gonna keep being the best soldier she can be for Libba.
1: Yeah, but that's not using liver that's yeah. no i still took that as being about liver and being like even though you know even though we had this rivalry even though we hated each other i realize now that she made me stronger you know she made me you know and that is a testament to liver um i don't know yeah i don't know but yeah i don't think she i think i don't think she should have called called call that um older because yeah i just think that's yeah. not not at the funeral
0: i think again that's just a a difference in how i'm enjoying the show maybe
1: yeah. that I am
0: yeah. it, it's the second last episode I'm wanting to build up to this crescendo of
1: <laughs> yeah
0: oh yeah. well that old is kind of incompetent and they need to do something about it rather than mm. mm-hmm. this is about service and duty and honor mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah yeah it, it felt a little bit damp it's an incredible trick it's a, I, I don't want to um, disparage too much the writers because this is a fucking tough scene to to write. And to get Mm. it to the level that I wanted to be at, I couldn't do it myself. (laughs) Mm. Um, And I think I'm seeing, well, we're seeing that now where I'm like, this is what I want out of it. How do I do it? No idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it is. Mm. Well, we see at the end that Tally is furious and she's directing Mm. that directly at Alda because she's like, yeah, Libba died for, for a lie. Mm. Which um which is true. She did die for a lie. Yeah. Uh, which is sad. We liked Libba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was cool. And we get a a nice little memorial. Um oh, mm-hmm. well, I I feel like we're kind of skipping over as well that Libba's mother is there as well.
1: True, yeah. And she her and Petra have a bit of a moment where they realize, um, I guess that their families fighting um, over all this these years is very um needless or pointless. See I you know, it's almost like fighting for fighting's sake. Oh,
0: okay. I like the I like the Do read. You tell? I like the read you got. That's great. That fighting mm-hmm. for fighting's sake, that sums up everything that Alda's doing, honestly. Mm. Like the war just keeps going. It's like, Well, who are you fighting? No fucking mm. idea. We're just fighting for fighting's sake. <laughs> but I thought it more the fact that Abby went off script and was just saying, like, it's always, it seemed like the um, the Swythe Bellwether rivalry was there, but you didn't really address it. You just hated each other. And the fact that Abby kind of admitted it and was saying, look, we hate each other, but we are still sisters, that the parents were like, yeah, we can respect that. That we don't have to like oh, each other. No. We can, oh, no. That it wasn't this insult to no. say that we actually didn't get along, at at the funeral no, for her daughter yeah, wow. to say she was kind of a bitch.
1: <laughs> well, I yeah, I totally didn't see that at all. I I definitely saw it as that they. It was almost like a realization for them that they're like, yeah, fuck. What's what's been the point of all this? You know, we're we're in this together. Like, why are we? You know, we ha- if we think about our interactions, we have driven each other and strengthen each other and um yeah i i saw it as more of a connection um that's really
0: interesting i so prefer your reading of it
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome mine's
0: just so (laughs) so blase and basic and kind of cynical it's like yours no yours actually ties in with everything else going into this episode so it's probably what (laughs) was going for
1: maybe who knows who knows really (laughs)
0: Uh, so we, we jump over to, or oh, the, the unit has their own little memorial for for Libba. Mm. Um, Adil is mm-hmm. there as well. Um, and they're just kind of saying, look, we remember Libba, we miss her. Abby did a good mm. job. Um, good job uh, doing the eulogy. Uh, Ray points yeah. out that she thought uh, Libba was cute.
1: I wish I could have met Libba.
2: Mm. She could be frosty. That was part of her charm. I thought she was kind of cute. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Type emerging dark hair, trouble.
1: Oh. <laughs> yes. That, that's um, new. That look, would have been an I, interesting
0: I direction if it had gone, if uh, Scylla wasn't around. Yeah. And Lorraine yeah. was sleeping. Not with lie, her I, enemy. Wasn't
1: ha- I wasn't happy to hear that. <laughs>
0: Oh, she's trying to move um, on. Give it kind of some slack.
1: Um, yeah, I mean like it was I think Tally responds that her type is dark hair and trouble. Yeah. Um, which that I really liked that line. Um and yeah, that that was kind of cute. But yeah, I was kind of like mm. um you know very much, I mean, like it's stupid. Like, of course, you're gonna it doesn't mean just because you think other people are cute doesn't mean you have whatever. But I'm very much like, no, it's Scylla and only Scylla. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, oh, Scylla also... probably found her cute too.
1: <laughs> no, Scylla's type is far different. Yeah, Scylla's type is blonde
0: um, and and uh, depressed. <laughs>
1: um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, it's interesting that she, yeah.
1: she admits that, and it, it also, I think, it's again like she's—it's a little bit of lightness for Raelle. Um She has a bit of a laugh about it, um, which is kind of nice that she is perhaps moving on and, um, yeah, like not just wallowing in <laughs> in all that's happened to yeah. her.
0: I think also that is um, not a stab at Abby. That. Libba's main connection with the unit is through Abby. Yeah. That if this had happened, like, let's say complete doesn't exist in this at all, Ray could have been flirting with, with Libba as a way of getting at Abby. And this is more like, hey, oh, <laughs> you know what it kind of tracks for me? It's Ray, the established lesbian, points out, mm-hmm. hey, Abby, that girl you were seeing on the side, she was kind of cute. I <laughs> approve.
1: <laughs> again with that uh again with that um with the f- that backstory that I'm still not sure I buy into. <laughs> All
0: right, if people want to come to the comments and or on Twitter and somewhere and say that I'm wrong, go for it. But there's there's a tension there and it's not just um antagonism. Look, I
1: I I don't yeah, I don't deny there's not a tension, but I just like, whether, whether they were secretly attracted, but I just don't think they've acted on it. I just, yeah, I don't think they got that far. Oh, my headcanon um, is they definitely acted anyway, on it. It
0: was like, we never speak of this again until next time, and then we talk about it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, until, <laughs> I guess, kind of like um, bloody, um, oh, God, Xander and Cordelia. Probably. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, here's my headcanon. Um, that they were mm-hmm. hooking up, and it was the, the angry hate sex, and then Libba mm-hmm. danced with her cavalier. And it became personal, and it just stopped that it wasn't the fun, fun, angry sex anymore. It was, Mm. no, you hurt me. That's not cool. Mm. I will destroy you now.
1: Mm. Yeah. Maybe. As I said, I'm still not a... I don't think they acted on it, but that's
0: okay. I've given it too much thought. We're never
1: going to find out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: sadly. Well, you know what? The prequel series will tell us all. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a good little segue, because Garrett is in town. He's there for the funeral. Uh, and mm. he sends Tally a tweet, a bird, uh, and <laughs> she's like, you know what? I need some cheering up. I'm going to go fuck mm. it. That will work. Yeah. Um, his wife mm-hmm. or his wife-to-be is is out, on well, um, deployed into the field. She's apparently off not getting killed. Who knows what's going on?
1: Yeah. Just, I don't even know.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she shows up and... It wasn't clear. His pants just kind of come off. They're just gone.
1: (laughs) I think she, I think she rips them off. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's very physical. It's very much. She's trying to remove the emotion and she's just trying to get release. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, if that's what she wants to do, I, I feel like it's a poor decision. But um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, not, but that's okay. It's not a great choice for for Tally. But um, you know what? Mm. I also respect that she's like, no, no, this is just sex. Mm.
2: This is just mm-hmm.
0: I I feel bad. You will make me feel good. At the end. It's about tonight, <laughs> yeah. and and that's it. And yeah. not specifically the sex from this scene, but this fun- the funeral and the I guess the wake that the unit has is something I want to really like the idea of for RPGs Uh because grief and strong emotions like that are things that are really difficult for people at the best of times and role-playing games give such a good, safe way of exploring them. And it's something Uh that you can work into a game to have the funeral for a character, for an NPC, or for a player character if their, their characters mm. died. It's like, well, what do the rest of the group say when you're burying this, mm. this person? We've had it in one of our games, that an NPC died and mm. we had a small funeral, a couple of them, given our, um, our Dungeon Master's habit of killing <laughs> off people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I think it's a really good opportunity to have quieter scenes like that, particularly after a large battle. Because I think too often yeah. in, an, in D&D in particular, it becomes a, well, how do we bring them back from the dead? How do we get a resurrection spell going? It's like, no, sometimes you just want to have yeah. the role play of let's all just think about this character and think about the game we're playing yeah. and think about what it's like.
1: Yeah. And accept, accept that these things happen and sometimes you can't change them. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it it is, as you said, it's straight to you know, a big battle or something. Like sometimes it can just become um, very impersonal. It's just let's move on to the next battle and, oh, who are we going to fight next? And, um, yeah, definitely I think helps, um, you know, players sort of get in touch with their emotions. Um, and, uh, like, it, it makes it feel real, more real. Yeah. Um, and that there are, in fact, consequences to what's happening. And it's not just a quick, um, you know, win a couple of death saves and, oh, I'm back up again. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It does yeah.
0: it does require a level of investment and vulnerability that is tricky to get at some tables. I, I feel a lot of people yes. don't want to be vulnerable like that uh, uh-huh. in some cases, uh-huh. but it is such a, well, it's like the the eulogy, isn't it? If you want it done right, it does take a lot of work. And I'm not quite sure if I am you you're always up to it. It's like sometimes yeah. you're just like, well, you know what, that was really tough for me. I don't want to go through it right now. I want to move on yeah and just well, fight we the next um,
1: dragon. Yeah, we we Yeah, we went knee deep or neck deep in a in a very uh very dark campaign, not not surprising. Hmm. Um and we had just lost um one of our one of our player characters. Um they They had died uh, in combat Um, and it was it was pretty um, each week. It was a bit of a slog. And um, Stephen, one of the other players ended up saying or putting a suggestion to the group that is it possible that we actually pause this whole campaign Mm. and maybe go away, you know, and and do a different campaign, a lighter campaign for, for a month or something, you know, for a few weeks because he was just finding that he would be, you know, working all day and day in, day out, and then he would come to D&D and it wasn't this, this exciting, fun release. It was, you know, you were delving into these horrible uh, emotions of death and, you know, and despair and, you know, which our DM absolutely loves yeah. and wants us to feel 24 um, seven. But yeah, Stephen was just like, I just can't do it. it. You know, I can't do it every week. Yeah. Um, I need, I need that, um, that escape. Um, from real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and we actually all um, voted, I believe, and we did pause that campaign mm. um, and and go off to do something lighter. Um, well, I
0: think it's... So, yeah, it
1: definitely can hit hard, um, I, even though it is just a game.
0: I think that the eulogy and the funerals are kind of the element of aftercare for it, that you can have these mm. incredibly powerful scenes and character deaths... But then you have the catharsis afterwards and you have the the winding down of that emotion that you're able mm. to process all the things going on, that you do have the the quieter moment. I mean, this is kind of why mm. we have eulogies and why we have wakes and uh all and Shiva mm. and a whole range of other um grief processes. Because mm. our our human our little human brains need them. Mm. Uh, and I think that's just as important in a role-playing game as anywhere else
1: yeah definitely
0: so so that's our tip it's not directed at our dungeon master <laughs> no matter how it made it sound just then <laughs> it is more just remember that awesome death scenes are really cool but you do also kind of need to debrief and talk about it afterwards mm-hmm. uh, because that's definitely and if you need work. a
1: break. Yeah, stay in touch with your emotions and how you feel. And if you do need a break, then, yeah, just be honest and talk with everyone and try and work out something that sort of suits suits everyone.
0: Don't do what Tally does. Talk about it instead. <laughs> I So from that scene, uh, we go over to another duo, Anacostia and Scylla.
2: How come you have time to sit with me all day? You're my priority. Lucky me. Hmm. I love what you've done to the place. It's kind of medieval. I confess! I am a witch! (laughs) What's it like? Ending thousands of people. Did you know that in Germany, in 1761, 611 witches were burned alive? That's not the same. These people were dragged from their homes. Children, too. And even last year, a witch was burned. Alder wants to send you to our prison in the Caribbean. That sounds nice, although I do tend to
1: burn. That's the kind of place no one comes back from.
2: How come I'm still here? I want to know how someone gets to be you. Lots of practice.
0: I feel that you have co- you have feelings about this scene, more so than <laughs> I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Cause, anything cause with I have feelings about. Because I,
0: mm-hmm. I I didn't like Scylla at all. I mean, I'm on the fence for Scylla most days. Mm-hmm. We know that. But this
1: No I don't think you're on the fence, most dates. I think you're you're definitely on the I hate Zilla train or you know, she doesn't deserve love and she's a bad That's person. That's
0: not true. Train. She deserves <laughs> love. She just makes very bad choices and she's a terrorist.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um
1: she is very um she is very like how we've called her sassy Silla before she almost sort of stepped that up a little bit in this scene um and she's very very bratty yeah. she yeah she's just really just kind of like i don't give a fuck um yeah
0: you're going to kill me anyway and she's I almost don't kind care of, what kind of she's
1: almost kind of toying yeah she's almost kind of toying with anacostia yeah. um um that being said like i mean like why not yeah. like that's you know, that's her reality. So she's just like, you know what, fuck you. Um, I think, you know, I'm going to get get a little bit of enjoyment while I'm here.
0: I think the reason I, I don't like her in this scene is because we have kind of seen Anacostria a little bit more and this is me doing the mm-hmm. meta thing of seeing inside a character's head because we've seen them in other situations. And so we know that Anacostia mm-hmm. has more information and wants to help Scylla and keep her around. And Scylla's like, no, just yeah. fuck off. Just fuck kill me. I don't care. Whatever. It's like, she's <laughs> yes, trying to help true. you. She's trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, and that, you're being a little brat. That's just true. get over yourself. Yeah. That's my issue with yeah. Scylla here, which, of course, she can't know. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on in Anacostia's yeah. head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we can't, we can't blame her. Um, well, that's kind of but, the point. That um, Anacostia
0: wants to know what is going on in Scylla's head. What made Scylla become a spree member?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and Scylla tries to bargain and basically says, I want to see um, She, I mean, she's told by Anacostia that she's going to be sent off to a prison in the Caribbean. Yeah, Guantanamo um, Bay, probably. Which was super funny. She comes back with this line that says, like, like something like, oh, I... I burn easily, or I tend to burn, or something like that, which like super funny because she lights her face on fire all the time. Yeah, um, that's a good. One. I actually and, really like but that. she, so <laughs> knowing that she's getting sent off, she still basically says, "I want to see Ray one last time, uh, and if you give me that, then I'll I'll be an open book for you, and you can you can learn whatever you want from me." Yeah. Um, which I mean, I I'm always up for a Scylla and Rayel reunion, uh, as hard as it's going to be. Um, so I'm like, yes, good. Yeah. Um But that being said, I don't think Anacostia at this stage agrees. Or no, not. she she's, doesn't. We don't get an answer. Yeah. She says no, or we just don't know what she.
0: I don't quite recall. I don't think she answers. Yeah. I think she. Yeah, I think right okay. makes her her demand because it is a demand. Yeah. Um, and Anacostia is yeah. kind of left with, well, that's the choice I got to make. So Alda said that she was going to take care of the president, uh, and she does. She Mm -hmm. goes to say, look, you need to get these people out of, um, Mm -hmm. you need to get the Tareem out because they're getting killed. And the president's like, fuck Mm no. That's going to be a war between Russia and China if we Wade in there, which is funny because she's uh, President Wade. Uh, And she...
1: (laughs) Jesus. Oh, come on. Uh Uh,
0: And (laughs) basically shuts Alda down and is like, no, you don't get to tell me. And the biddies do their little chittering hiss thing. And Wade does it back. She's like, fuck you.
1: I know. I know. It's amazing. I know. It's really, like, I loved it because they, they're really creepy the way that they sort of hiss and, and chitter. And for her just, just to be like, you know what? I'm going to hiss back because I'm fucking, I'm a boss. I'm a yeah. boss bitch. Um, yeah. It was really cool. And I was like, yeah, like, good good on you. Good on you, President Wade. Yeah. And, um,
0: and, and- she points out, I know about the botched operation with the spree. I know about mm-hmm, the spree mm-hmm. infiltrating your your little base, um, and you yeah. didn't tell me any of this. And this is a really mm. bad thing. This compromises national security. Yeah. So you, after serving every single president since George Washington, I'm going to make you step down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, um, and that she's going to she's going to make the announcement tonight. Yeah. Um, which, like, I mean, come on, don't don't show your cards, but whatever. Oh, she's got um, a letter. You don't is... have
0: that come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Um, and older is absolutely furious oh, and you can devastated. see that there's a a, a storm brewing overhead. Yeah. Um, which,
0: yeah, so much Which we assume there. is
1: tied to her emotions. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah. with that. Yes.
0: So Anacostia um, calls Ray over. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they're out. Training. obviously
1: decided to uh, in, in favor of the, um, the agreement with Stella.
0: Well, I don't know if any agreement she wants to check and see what Ray feels about it.
1: Actually. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. She does. She definitely does. Cause I think she's she says that it would, she thinks it would help Ray to get some closure. Yeah. Or yeah. And
0: also being like, so, Hey, yeah, you're right. Hey, look, she's going to be shipped off to, to prison. Do you want to say goodbye? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Ray's just like, why would you want to help her? Why, why would I want to help her? Scylla's mm-hmm. dead to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I that's going to hurt. <laughs> it hurts. Oh,
1: it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. let's let's move on because uh, I didn't like her saying that at all. Yeah.
0: And Ray then um, goes to the unit and says, look, this is what is offering me. Should I should mm. I take it? And Abby's like, no, do it. Go say, yeah. say something to Scylla. If I could say something to Libba, I would. That kind of, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then before she can really convince Ray, um, Petra calls for her or summons her. Uh-huh. And Petra, you know, she's she's okay with the eulogy that Abby gave. But um, Abby uh-huh. realizes something else is going on. And Petra just kind of says, look, there's going to be an announcement tonight. Uh, be on your best behaviour because it's going to affect our family greatly. The president's going to say something. And it's like mm. clearly Petra has gone to the president with the information yeah. about the spree and now she thinks I'm going to get rewarded with mm-hmm. the generalship um, because of that.
1: Yes. Um, and yeah, and Abby's excited. Yeah. She's super stoked. As she should be.
0: Her mum's going to be, you know, five-star mm. general. Um, yeah. And I wasn't clear. Is, are Tally and Garrett supposed to still be, like, having sex since the last time we saw them, or is this a new one? Yeah,
1: I think this is a new okay. one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, it's a bit, bit all over yeah. the place. Because um, uh, if, if they've been going this whole time, then, wow, props to props yeah, to Garrett.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is the only props he's going to be getting in this scene. Uh, because his, his wife, Hillary, comes in. Mm, okay. um, I'm pretty certain, while Garrett is... Well, while they're having sex, like literally in the act.
2: We have to stop meeting like this. Oh, Hillary. I've been on a plane for 16 hours. I'm sorry. I'll go. Stay right where you are. Tell you what, give me 10 in the shower and I'll join you. Let's raise some
0: power. You think you can handle us both? Good. No, no. Mm. No, it's fine. I'm just going to have a shower. Um, let's raise some power. You think you can handle us both? And it, she's planning on joining them. <laughs> and um, mm. pretty certain... I'm, I'm not sure about that. I still think she's going to murder them. <laughs>
1: Oh dad. Nah. No, she was she's into it. She was something. I don't it. know. I mean,
0: I don't it's think she's Tally, into it. Right? I feel that she's just like accepting of it. But yes, it's Tally. Tally would be enough to
1: Yeah. Oh well maybe. Yeah, you're right. I
0: feel that um, um Hillary would have done something beforehand had she just wanted Tally.
1: Yeah. Oh well that's true. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it's not great because Tally's like, I'm getting the fuck out yeah, of here. Um and, and it's yeah it's revealed that um it was actually a a plan a plan from garrett um that oh i guess hillary sort of initiated she wanted to catch them because she wants to uh it's the compromise i guess that they i feel
0: that garrett told hillary hey look i have these really strong feelings for tally but i'm going to marry you because that is what has been agreed upon and hillary's like Uh you know what fine you can have your piece on the side as long as i'm part of it too and this is the- Yeah, as
1: long as I can join yeah, in. Yeah, as long
0: as I can join in and get the power, the power that the sex mm, raises, mm-hmm. as long as I'm still getting that part as well.
2: Yeah.
0: And, oh my God, Garrett's Garrett's explanation of why he didn't tell Tally of, I thought you mm. would be into it. It's like, no. No, 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 no. Yes.
1: Such a dickhead. This is
0: why he is fuckboy Garrett. Yeah. He is-
1: I know, but we didn't know this at the start. Uh, I,
0: I suspect it. I've always been saying he's fuckboy gay. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tally is um, super pissed and basically says, you have no idea who I am. It's like, of course I would not be into no. this. Um, and he doesn't. He doesn't know who she basically is. basically leaves. Um, yeah. And she, yeah, she leaves. And we assume um, that that's it in the Garrett chapter.
0: Kind of, yes. Uh, seriously, just communicate with your partners. It's that simple. Garrett, you could have say, mm-hmm. you could have had them both had you actually communicated with Tally. She might have been into it if you talked to her at first. Uh, anyway.
1: Nah, no, no probably okay. probably not. <laughs> but
0: there is a better chance anyway.
1: Yes. yes. So
0: Abby goes to see Adil uh, and finds out that mm-hmm. the the massacre happened. Um, mm. Obviously she's upset and she's like, oh, I basically reveals she doesn't trust Alda. And Adil's like, we mm. can't stick around much longer. is really forcing our hand here. Uh, mm. and Abby's like, well, don't trust Older, trust me.
1: Yeah, I mean, she basically, I mean, she, she, um, I guess, suggests, or or, um, there's a word I'm looking for that I'm just really not finding in, in, she whatever, um, she suggests that it gives him the impression that things oh, yeah, are going to yeah.
0: change. Yeah, she says, look, stick, um, just um, and do us what we can.
1: Yeah, hold, hold on, yeah, because things are, things are changing yeah. and um, you should be able to things could be looking better for, for yeah. you and Khalid. Intimate. Um, and um, he, he does say, no, yeah, like I think that conveys it, but it's not the word okay. I'm looking for, but that's okay. Um, and he does uh, say that he he does trust her. Yeah. Um, and then they Yeah, they make out. Um, and it's nice. Way to go, Abby. But it's also kind of like, uh, Abby, why are you making a promise you can't keep yourself? That's true. Because uh, we all know how that, that turns yeah. out.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of uh, promises that get broken... Um, Anacostia shows up at Scylla's cell uh, and she's brought food and Ray. Uh, And Scylla quickly realises, Scylla's stoked, uh, but quickly realises that Ray has fallen for all the things that's been told about Scylla.
2: You believed everything they said about me. I loved you. I still love you. I know about Ellen. Have you done that to me before? No! N- never. I messed up. I, there's no excuse. i I was scared. Scared of losing your mark? It started like that, but then you were, you, and I fell for you. I promise. I promise I'm telling the truth. Was anything real? Any of it. All of it. but you have to believe me. I have nothing to gain by telling you this. I'm... They're shipping me off to die. Well, we all go sometime. Why did you pick me? Is it because my mom died? when well, you thought I'd be a likely convert? Do I look like I'm calling the shots around here? They didn't tell me, why You know they... what? You know what? I get it. I get it. I was the sickest, weakest gazelle in the herd. I was easy prey for you. You have no idea how powerful you are. I don't feel powerful. I feel broken. Thanks to you. I'm sorry we ever met so.
1: I chose you. I had orders to deliver you. I chose you. Instead of them, I
2: chose you.
0: And she tries to apologise, and like for lying to her, and pretending to be Graves to get stuff out mm-hmm. of her, uh, and also that Ray was more than a mark, that the love was real, and Ray is just not having it, having any of it. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: and this is where we get this horrible, horrible feeling for for Ray, where she's saying, "Why was I chosen?" Is because I was I'm weak and sick. Mm. And, and so I was like, well, I'll put the clip in because we've got to have it. But mm. so I was saying, no, you're powerful. That's why. And Ray's like, well, great. Cause now I'm broken. Good job.
1: I know. Yeah. She says, I don't feel powerful. I feel broken, oh. which kill me now. Um, and you know what though with this scene like as hard as it was to watch again props to taylor mm-hmm. amalia we say it every week if fucking killed it whatever um but just especially Scylla, especially amalia like i feel like we've seen things like this before characters like this before where they're trying to convince you know um oh no i always loved you and it really was yeah. real and you know and i feel like like most of the time you're kind of like oh yeah what ifs? like yeah Whereas, I, I don't know what it was, maybe it's just because I love them so much, but I really felt like Amalie did such a good job of conveying, like she just, she was so, um, she was so earnest and she was, she seemed so genuine when she was like, all of it was real. You know, I did feel, you know, it, it started out obviously with you as my mark and then, you know, I think she says, and then you were you and I fell for you and, you know, bless my heart. Um, it's just, Uh, yeah it's just I think it was a it was a great scene and as as horrible as it is for Rael to end with basically I think Scylla says I'm being shipped off to die yeah yeah, Rael says um well we all go someday Mm. um I mean you don't even need to put the clips in I'll I'll (laughs) recite them for you
0: (laughs) you have this one by Um, heart yeah
1: but uh (laughs) and then and then as she basically turns her back and goes to leave Scylla said I like I had a choice um I was meant to take you to them but I chose you I chose you instead of them um, and Rael just leaves and doesn't yeah. answer. Um, so yeah, it's like a horrible, heartbreaking scene. I, done, done amazing. I think not
0: to get into the the whole acting element of it, I think limiting how much Amalia can move in that scene, the fact that she is kind of tied to a chair, means she does need to emote mm. a hell of a lot more. And mm-hmm, it does mean mm-hmm. that she's just using her voice and her face and her as much body language yeah. as she can do. So it does feel mm. more earnest. Because she's putting so yeah. much more into it. Yeah. And
1: mm.
0: Taylor just being able to kind of just stand there and not respond at all. It's a fantastic mm. response to it. So, yeah, that's definitely an amazing scene. And and heartbreaking. Mm. It's yeah. like poor, poor yeah. Ray just thinking that she's weak. Just... That says everything about it. I her.
1: know, I know, and you can tell. You can tell that when Scylla says, "You know, no, you're powerful," that she's she's not even listening. You know, she's she literally feels like she was chosen because she, she, you know, well, I think she even mentions her mum that her mum was dead and that she's, yeah. you know, she's sad and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it was a it was and
0: thing. she was she was not well. She was sick, but that now she is broken. That Scylla just destroyed. Yeah. Her. Anyway, let's well, not let's not dwell. You must not dwell. Not today. Uh, because it is time for the president's speech. Um, she's she's mm, planning. She's mm-hmm. getting the word. She's getting the teleprompter going. Apparently there's a teleprompter. Um, that's good to know about the technology levels. And she hears like this odd buzzing and no one else seems to be able to do it. And she's like, well, it must be a fly. Weird. Uh, but it's intercut. <laughs> yeah. It's intercut with older mm. and the biddies doing this, this ritual. And then when the president mm-hmm. starts to speak, older is speaking at the same time and uh-huh. saying these words instead. And as people start to watch, or as people are watching, the president starts to go off script. Uh, and, yes,
1: yeah, saying words that aren't on the teleprompter. Yeah,
0: and Anacostia, watching with the cadets, realizes something is wrong. Uh, but basically, what the president was going to say, that Alder has stepped down, is not accurate at all, but the president is actually mm. giving Older special powers against the spree, and... Uh, and now um. everyone else starts to realize something wrong is wrong as well, or at least the aides in the president's office do. All, everyone else is like, yeah. "Oh, great, good for Alda. Because,
1: yeah, yeah, but the aides in the president's office are definitely like, "Oh, this is this is not the speech we wrote. This is not what's on the teleprompter. This is not the decision that was yeah. made." Um, so yeah, they they look very sort of surprised and shocked. Um, and Ana sort of slips away um, and goes to Alder's office, I guess, um, and basically sees through the window to confirm that Alder is um, puppeting. Um, the, present, yeah. the president, the um, president, and she is devastated to see
0: that. Yeah. Uh, understandably, because this is um, her mother figure who seems to be just re- refusing yeah. all the things that she taught her. Uh, that being said, awesome,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome
0: spell. I love this idea for for fantasy games of being able to create a spell. It's basically mm-hmm. dominate monster or dominate uh, person but from a distance and yeah a, yeah it's such a cool story hook that once you know that can happen it's like you can't trust any npc because what's what's going to be happening to them
1: yeah yeah, yeah. although i guess it, it following it following it how it is the show it doesn't put in a little bit of limitations in that it's not like you can be like you go off you know to the castle and do my bidding kind of thing it's like you have to be doing it at the exact same time yeah. You know, like as as Alder's as speaking, that's the president's literally speaking. Yeah. Um, so
0: it, it's tough, Yeah, no, but it's it would,
1: cool. would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, very However, cool. However,
0: everyone has different responses to this. Um, Tally and Abby aren't partic- don't take it well. They realize that things are starting to fall apart mm. in their plan. Um, and obviously, uh-huh. Adil is like, oh, wow, you promised something, and that's not delivering the promise. That is not, <laughs> that's not what I want at all.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then we go to Ray. With, um, she didn't get to see the speech at all. She was, she's dealing with Scylla, and now she's just, well, she was cold in the, in the cell, but she she's just sobbing, um, crying mm, against that tree. Yeah,
1: clearly letting her finally letting her emotions yeah. out. Uh, I know the tree, their tree, the tree that they would meet yeah, at the
0: lesbian oh. tree. Um, note.
1: It's just a lovely tree.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> like other lovers, might other, lo- other lovers might meet but under it's it. Their it not have to be just, you know. Well, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Atacostia basically finds her um, and um, obviously can see how it affected Raelle and he apologizes for making her see her. Um, and um, Raelle says that she she still loves um, Scylla and. That she feels stupid that she she still does you know she like almost like i wish i didn't but i still do
0: yeah. but you um and help.
1: i think anacostia yeah anacostia basically says that you know you're human or whatever um and um then Rayal admits um that she told petra about sila being on base yes.
0: which um, helps anacostia realize oh that's how Petra knew to tell the mm-hmm. president. That's why Alda's making this move and puppeting the president. This is the whole mm-hmm. thing. Oh, mm-hmm. God, if she knows about Petra, yeah. she knows who told her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not good for our girls.
1: No. So she quickly takes Rayel back to the, the suite and reveals to Tally and Abigail, um, and I guess Rayel as well, yeah. um, that Alda puppeted the president. Uh, it's confirmed that is an act that is... Super um, wrong yeah what is it illegal or it's you know the hague i don't yeah. know it's forbidden it's or whatever crime. by the hague um yeah um and that if alder realizes that all this sort of stuff i guess comes back to the unit they're in grave danger mm. um and, and that's basically where the episode yeah finishes. and that leads <laughs> into
0: the the finale which oh my god what's going to happen mm. uh, it's a it's a big <laughs> one uh, so okay. that's that's the episode basically. There's only really one thing we have mm-hmm. to do, and that's talking about um, the character that we would turn into a PC or an NPC uh, for from this episode. Okay. And I'm going to choose. I'm going to go first because I have um, one that I've kind of been holding on to all season, uh, and that mm-hmm. is General mm-hmm. Sarah Alder, uh, okay. because now kind of her villainy is revealed that she will do anything to to keep her power. And mm-hmm. all those little elements of it, she just makes such a cool villain that she's got that centuries. Mm. She's been doing this for for millennia almost, or it feels like who knows how old she was mm-hmm. before, before she um, became a general.
1: Uh. But also
0: that she's a little bit well-meaning or not so much well-meaning, but she is doing what she feels is best. She thinks she knows what is best for the world yeah, well, and she will do whatever yeah. whatever it takes yeah and yeah
1: yeah well in all her experience surely she knows best yeah.
0: and i i love that as a villain because it makes it such a mm. an argument between the party um or the players yeah. and the villain and it's like her means of doing these things are very very bad but she's like but i am the uh, only protection everybody else is doing it wrong Mm. Uh, so yeah, having a, a cool villain like that, particularly one that has a, a level of power over over the characters, like a commanding officer or someone, that you do have to really step yeah. outside of your your bonds to deal with. Um, super cool. And then when I I would kind of make her into like this Lich, this um this this evil necromancer who's drawing on other people's life force Mm. to sustain herself but she's doing it because again Mm -hmm. everyone else does it wrong i can't trust anyone below me so oh
1: for sure yeah i need to stick around i need to stay alive or alive quotation marks um to yeah because i know what's best
0: so it's not just i want power and i want to live forever it's like no i'm doing this for the world because the world the world would suffer if i wasn't around
1: yeah, you should all thank yeah. me.
0: So, yeah, older is, is my pick because I think that she would be a glorious one. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: interesting. Very interesting. Um, I am choosing Scylla, yeah. Sassy Scylla, um, this week. And I would have her basically sort of inspired loosely by Scylla and her behavior and the semi-storyline um, in that I would have her as an NPC that hopefully... Um, Is able to form a connection with someone in the party um, who's obviously helping helping out on missions, and no one's any the wiser. Although in our group, uh, we know that Tori would call out straight away that um, this this random female NPC (laughs) must be must be evil. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, obviously. eventually there would be betrayal it would be revealed that perhaps she was up to nefarious things um and then i guess her real sort of sass comes out and then she's almost like this villain but maybe not that sort of keeps popping in and out with the party and like throwing out these crazy lines and like maybe sometimes some weeks she'll um she'll jump into this campaign and she might help in this in this battle um and then the next week they find out that oh but then she went and stole this or you know and just this almost like this constant um you know, in and out, and and the person maybe the the PC that that they formed a connection with, they're also maybe conflicted because she's super hot and she's super sassy and she's got great lines. Um, and they're like, when's he, you know when's that character gonna come back? And then it's like, oh damn it, she came back and killed our horses or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just feel like it would be fun to just this be this almost like this constant um, uh, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Again, I'm struggling it- for words today, but just this constant. A
0: constant antagonist or semi antagonist, or yeah, a, yeah. I guess a constant anti-hero for the party to to deal with. I yeah, I
1: yeah. love like that.
0: She's kind of the Catwoman to your your player character's background. Yeah, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that
0: makes me like Silo a hell of a lot more. Honestly, I like that. I like that <laughs> version of her, where where she kind of owns her villainy, where she's not yeah. having to hide all of it, where she's just like, yeah. Um, we're both after this treasure, so we'll work together to get it. But I'm going to let your horses loose and only mine will still be around so I can get away out of the desert when you're stuck here. And I'm sure you'll get away. Yeah. We'll run into each other yeah. next adventure, that kind of thing.
1: 100%. Yeah, and like maybe I'm going to take all the treasure except for maybe like one piece each for you guys, um, you know, because that's just the way I roll. Um, yeah. And may- maybe a second, maybe an extra piece for, for their paramour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that would be... So I, cool. I like
0: that because you can still have that dark past of former terrorist organisation and made bad choices and is now just doing what it takes to get by. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well...
1: And eventually she'll be redeemed and, um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I
0: feel the redemption is the key part of, of that that NPC. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. How that redemption mm-hmm. comes through is, is up to the Dungeon Master. Yeah. <laughs> But that is all for us for this week. Uh, join us next week where we review the or we re-watch the last episode of season one, uh, Witch Bomb. That doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. It sounds bad. It sounds like something's <laughs> going to explode. And given this episode, yes, something probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave us a review on anywhere podcasts are found and subscribe there as well. That would be wonderful. We really do appreciate it. You can send me emails about your fan theories about what Abby and uh, Libba got up to. The email address is dndntvpod at gmail.com or you can come and follow me on Instagram which or Twitter, which is at dndntvpod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope to hear from you very, very soon uh, and join us next week. And until then, uh, be kind to yourselves. May all your hits be crits.
1: Bye.